What the hell is the name of this thing? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant? I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Barry Horn. He tried to get me in mid-chew. Hello again, everybody, and I'm Evan Grant. Welcome to the SportsDayDFW.com, Dallas Morning News, Ballsy College Podcast, and we are about to start the college version of the podcast with Barry Horn and Kevin Sherrington. College season is upon us, and we already have an upset. An upset. What is the upset? Barry has landed a huge guest. Barry, I don't think we should tell everybody who he is. Why? He's on the phone right now. But, but I know, but... I, and, and we'll probably ruin it by introducing, but he, his voice is so well known that he, he, we don't even have to introduce him. I'm still going to introduce him. Who is it? It's Vern Lundquist. Vern Lundquist, the voice of the SEC. But he—you he, he, said we didn't need to introduce him. <laughs> a man who needs no introduction, but I'll give a ten-minute introduction anyway. Uh, but but, I, but you know, and I, I hope we get to talk to him about Dak Prescott because because he, he's seen Dak Prescott play. Uh, in the in the SEC, and now why are we hoping? Why don't we just listen? Yeah, okay. Shut up, Barry. Let's get to the interview. If you don't, you got to stop telling me to shut up. Hello, Vern. How are you? Hi, Evan. How are you, Kevin? Barry. Thanks for joining us on such short notice. It's great to have a professional on this broadcast, Vern. Let me tell you, podcast. I understand that. Yeah. So, <laughs> Vern. Uh, yes, sir. As. A noted um, SEC fan, and I'll just announce my bias here very quickly. Um, how do you see the league shaping up this year? Oh, gosh. What a shock. I'm going to pick Alabama. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm yeah, completely you know, surprised. Let's go, of, let's go out on a limb. And I, I just think until somebody knocks them off. And, and LSU could do it in the West. Uh, those would be my top two. I think A&M's a long shot. Uh I think they've got to do something uh, beginning this weekend with UCLA. And in the East, I, you know, Florida got the magic touch back last year, but, boy, they won a lot of close games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Georgia's going to be interesting with Kirby Smart. And the, the, the popular pick, at least right now, is Tennessee. Uh, they're coming off uh, a, a really good year, and they're, they're seemingly uh, climbing out of the abyss from which they've have been uh, mired in about uh, five years. So I think it's important for us that we have viability in the East. Uh, we've ridden the Alabama-LSU thing about as far as it can be ridden. But until somebody beats them, I'm still going with Alabama. What about the Texas team in that uh, division? You're, I think you'll be at the game this week, won't you, Texas? I will, yeah. Uh, kind of ironic. I, I mentioned this in a conference call the other day. Uh, I started in Austin in this business. It'll be uh, 50, beginning my 54th year on August 31st. And uh, so here I am beginning my final season 100 miles to the east at College Station. So there's a, a nice nice symmetry to that. And I, I, it's a big year for Kevin Sumlin. And, and uh, you know, the, the promise was so bright when they had the brilliant two years with Johnny Manziel. And I, I don't want to say turmoil, but it was certainly there was a tempest raging uh, at the end of last season when you had two five-star quarterbacks uh, depart the program, one for one for Houston and one for Oklahoma. And then the, the delicious irony, I think, is that Trevor Knight was beaten out by Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma. So he becomes available under this uh, 
this unusual fifth-year graduate uh, program that the NCAA allows. But I think he's going to give them solid quarterback. And they've got a great uh, defensive line. The secondary is pretty good. But I think it's important that, that the Aggies get off to a good start. And, and if, uh, if they should beat UCLA, Vern, that is exactly – this is, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people would say, well, you don't want to start out so tough. But when you're kind of a team that's on the, the bubble like A&M is, this is the perfect uh, opening game for them, don't you think? Oh, I do think so. And, and I think uh, Gary Danielson made the point during this conference call the other day, it's a big game for Kevin Sumlin, but it's, a, it's probably in terms of the prestige – of the Pac-10, it's even more important for UCLA to play well. Uh, but, you know, they're coming into College Station, and there are few environments that are quite as boisterous as that one on a Saturday afternoon. And uh, the, UCLA's got a terrific quarterback in, in Josh Rosen, but I don't know that uh, that UCLA squad playing in a very laid-back Rose Bowl for their home games um, I, I do think the crowd, the 12th man, could impact the game. Vern, you've traveled around the state of Texas a little bit in your time. What do you make of the Baylor situation? Uh, you know, they have a, a coach coming in who's really nothing more than a caretaker or be there for a while. Well, he was supposed to be. He would like to be a lot more. Yeah, than I, 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 I know that. But 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 I, I was down there last week. I spent time with him. He He is not making any long-term plans. To, to remain in, in Waco, trust we, me. We got that from your story. Yeah. My, 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 my question is, uh, you know, you're an SEC guy now. You watch the SEC every week. Yeah, but I grew up in the Southwest Conference. Oh, okay. What are your thoughts on the, on, on the Big 12, Southwest Conference? I, 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 well, uh, let's be specific about Baylor. I, I just uh, disappointed wouldn't even become, become close to what I, re- what I feel about what's happened down there, even back with the Dave Bliss basketball years. I mean, it's been a tough decade, and uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's put a stain, I think, on the reputation of Baylor University. And now you've got Bryles gone and Ken Starr gone and the athletic director gone. And uh, how they let this thing get away from the way they did, uh, I mean, this is the largest Baptist university in America, and uh, I, it's embarrassing for every Baptist, I would think. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think he is a caretaker, and somehow they've got to get they they've got to get their reputation back. And you do that by by uh, uh, recruiting and uh, and educating young men of character. And uh, we always give lip service to that, but I think Baylor needs to adhere to that standard more so than any other school in the Big 12. What, what about your old uh, stomping grounds in Austin, um, University of Texas? Huge year. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Huge year. And a huge opening game. <clears throat> I mean, they've got Notre Dame at home. <clears throat> Charlie, I, I, I was a defensive coordinator at Florida. I knew him at South Carolina as an assistant. I knew him at Louisville when Tom Jurich hired him. Uh, I, I, I was one of those who believed that he was a great choice for Texas. Controversy or yes, but uh, I'm still a believer in Charlie. I really am. So, uh, and I, I hope that he can right the ship and get get people on his side. So, Vern, the, 
here's the question for me that that I look at these two the two flagship programs in the state, and I look at Charlie and I look at Kevin Sumlin, and going into this year, the the one prevailing question for me is, who's got the hotter seat underneath them right now? That's a very legitimate question. Uh, my guess is that it's Charlie. And I say this because in the Manziel years, at the you know the second year, Kevin got this huge contract boost, enormous. I, I believe he's second only to Nick Saban in in payment uh, salary in the SEC. So the buyout is much much, and and they you know they've disappointed. They've gone eight and five, and and they haven't done well at the end of the year. But I think the I think the seat the flames are a little warmer in Austin than they are in College Station. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think the, the thing that's interesting to me in all this, Vern, uh, is that uh, we've, we've seen uh, Charlie, uh, you know, with all the struggles they've had, he's, he's recruiting well. And I think that's the, kind of the remarkable thing. And I think, that, you know, to me it all runs on how well uh, if Shane Bouchelle ends up being the starting quarterback and if he does play well, uh, is it, I think that that bails Charlie out. I think if he has a good year and they and they win eight games, I think eight games is enough. Uh, if 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 it looks like the arrow is going up, do you? I I agree with you. I think eight is the is is the number. Uh, I really thought last year, and I watched the whole game from wherever we were that weekend. That win over Oklahoma was significant, and then you know it didn't it didn't carry over. Uh, as much as we all thought, many of us thought it would. Uh, I think eight wins is, you know, then they're going to a bowl, and it should be a pretty decent bowl. And, uh, yeah, then then everything will calm down. Eight wins with a with a highly recruited freshman quarterback, right. I think, is a is a bright future. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Barry. Vern, I just, yeah. want, I just want to change topics. Uh, I just want to take topics for a second here before we let you go. Uh, I want to bring up a name from – the Cowboys, which I think you know a little bit about, they have a quarterback now, an SEC quarterback who will be mm-hmm. starting for them, Dak Prescott. What do you got? Well, I was shocked that he lasted until the fourth round. Uh, I think he's a charismatic man, uh, much like Tony. Uh, it's, it's heartbreaking to see what's happened to Romo again. But uh, And, and uh, obviously there were some who didn't think Dak Prescott had the complete package or he wouldn't have lasted, uh, would have gone before the fourth round. Um, I'd be shocked if Jason Garrett and, and, and the Brun Trust uh, doesn't bring in a veteran quarterback to back him up. I don't know where they're going to go. Uh, there's a guy in Denver that's looking for work named Mark Sanchez, but I don't think he's the, the answer down there. Uh, it's going to be a tough year for, for, for Dallas and, and Prescott. It's going to be a learning curve for him, uh, but I, I know him reasonably well, as well as an old man can know a young athlete, and he's a very likable kid, and very charismatic. He's great in the huddle. He's a run-pass threat, and uh, he had a stellar career at Mississippi State. Um, you know, take heart, Cowboy fans. It, it's it's not it's not going to be a complete disaster. All right, Vern. The the most important question of the day and of the year, at least in my household, is this, uh, and then we will let you go. Um, I know that there's a big game. Texas Oklahoma is a big game. Yada yada yada. Big game in my household takes place in Jacksonville, Florida, every year. Ah. Uh, my wife is a Gator. 
I am a Bulldog at heart. Will Kirby beat the Gators this year? Thank you. How's that? <laughs> that? That was How's so sick. That? Thanks for playing to the well, audience. My wife's going to kill me, but uh, I'm I'm happy with that. I I, I hated I, to I, see Mark. Rick- I, I, I think Kirby Smart is going to be a huge success at Georgia, and and I I'm a big fan of Jim McElwain's too. You know, I, I get asked, especially in the SEC, where the passion is unsurpassed. Uh, you know, the, the, who are your favorite teams? Well, I don't have one, but I certainly have favorite players, uh, coaches and players. And and I think most of us who do what all of us do, uh, your your inclination is to vote for the good guys or hope hope that the good guys do well. Uh, and that's not rooting for somebody. It's just an appreciation. Kirby Smart and Jim McElwain are two of the guys that I've really, really enjoyed interacting with over the years. I think Kirby waited and waited and waited. Uh, Jacob Eason, the kid out of Lake Stevens, Washington, did not follow Mark Rick down to Miami. Right. So they've got a quarterback for the future. I don't know if he's ready right away. But I think he's a great choice for Georgia. And I think Jim and Florida, uh, we'll see them, by the way, week two against Kentucky, whom they beat in, I think, like 107 years in a row. <laughs> uh, that that one didn't jump out at me when I thought, oh gosh, we got to schedule that game. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll we'll be there, and 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 Kentucky with Mark Stoops will equip themselves well. Sure. To your point, uh, that that is, you know, we're not allowed to say it anymore, but uh, cocktails do have something to do with that clash. Occasionally. Now, as 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 a guy who did grow up in Austin, and who did go to a number of Texas Oklahoma games. That's still, for me, the greatest rivalry on a Saturday afternoon in college football. Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Florida. I grew up on Texas, Oklahoma. So I bristle when they say anything else is better. (laughs) And you're absolutely right about that, Vern, and the venue has a lot to do with that, too. Vern, I think, Vern, doesn't Texas Lutheran, aren't they bringing football back, or don't they? they, Oh, my gosh, we're... Danny Padron is our head coach. So uh, We've done well. We only lost two games last year. They have built an on-campus stadium. It seats 3,500, but that's perfect for us. Uh, we were lucky enough to go back uh, uh, when they dedicated the campus two years ago. And uh, so Danny Padron was a successful high school coach. And just as a matter of fact, if you go way back in Texas basketball history, uh, Abe Lemons was the coach at Texas. Uh, Jim Wacker, the great football coach, had a son named Mike. And Mike broke his leg yeah. uh, in the middle of the season in a game in, in Baylor, at Baylor. And, Part of Texas. Uh, yes. And one of my favorite stories about Lemons was after Wacker went out and, and Abe had a, <laughs> had, a radio te- had a television show on Saturday night sponsored by Hill Team Maynard funeral home <laughs> so they've lost Wacker they're, they're doom and gloom and they open for, for Abe Lemon's show with a wide shot and funeral organ music playing and they zoom in on him with an open casket and he, he rises out of the casket looks into the camera and said we ain't dead yet <laughs> but but they were I think but that was that was 1983 and I think they were ranked ahead of 
Houston and Arkansas I that they year. Were second in the country. When, when, when that happened. And yeah, right. and, and that was and and Abe was they uh, were dead. Abe was well, dead. And Mike Wacker, the reason I brought it up, Mike Wacker is our new basketball coach at Texas Luther. Well, I just you wanted you to get to plug te- Texas Lutheran, but I, I'm going to also plug Trinity, where my daughter goes to school. So I think that's the up-and-coming uh, big rivalry in the state in the state of Texas. For, I think it'll, it, it'll make Texas, any Texas A&M, Texas game in the future, irrelevant. Irrelevant. <laughs> Vern, <laughs> thanks so much for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Yeah, okay, Vern, thank guys. you. Always and, fun. And I have to tell you, you are the voice of my Saturdays every every year, and I really do appreciate everything you do for the SEC. I think he's already gone. He's gone. But he did appreciate you saying that. I'm sure he did. Well, yeah. that was great. Uh, let's pull back the curtain again. That was a really last second. Uh, I texted Vern earlier. He, he didn't get back to me, so we called his home number, and he was very great. Basically, you berated him into doing he it. He was very gracious to, to do that, and um, – I, I, I didn't ask him the question I really wanted to ask him. Who the hell is Happy Gilmore? Um, so let's. let's do, you, get, do you know what that reference is to, Evan? Yes, it's 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 from a movie, Happy Gilmore. That's the that's his most famous line ever. He'll tell you that okay. if you, if you took the time to speak to him. Wow. Um, so let's recap what just took place in the last 90 seconds, which is Barry offering a lot of self congratulations. Boy, no kidding, man, um, alive. So oh, this, this, this is the man who just berated me for not having John Daniels' number in my phone. No, I berated you because I thought the, the number you were dialing for Vern, Vern Lundquist was a fake number. Yeah. Uh, Kevin. I like that, the fake number bit. Does Bouchelle start on Saturday on Sunday? Yeah, I think so. That seems do you think to, he does? I think that seems to be the way they're leaning, and why not? Why, you know? why wouldn't Charlie Strong just come out and say that? For the same reason that yeah. I think that Jason Garrett says that about Tony Romano. See, I he gives I you something somebody else to prepare for. I think if for. you want if if Shane Bouchelle is the quarterback that you're going to start the the opener with, I think you come out as early as possible and say Shane Bouchelle is our quarterback and we are behind him. I, think I don't he's probably think you told, play games with. I him. think he's told Shane that. I think he's told Shane he'll start. I don't think he's just not coming out publicly and doing you don't it. Think and probably he's gonna, just you know why not let him go into the game and and just you know, with with as little fanfare as possible. So this is and this is the point and and I've talked to Steve Bouchelle over the last week at length Name about dropper. this, and they, they've heard nothing. Uh, the, the, the thing that, I, that keeps coming into my mind is why would you not let – that first game against Notre Dame is very likely to be a loss. Well, yeah. why would you not let Swoops take the loss there and then give – Bouchelle the start in in a lesser profile game in the in, in game two. I think it's entirely possible that that uh, Swoop starts the game, but by starting I mean he goes out there for a series for the first half maybe, yeah. and maybe even not that much, and right. then Bouchelle comes in and plays. You know, I, I think when we talk about starters, I would uh, refer more to who plays the most. Who plays of time. the most game? And I think that there's, I think that Bouchelle will play the most. Wait, Barry's gasping for air. Really. No, well, well, just just understand this, guys. Too, this is going to be a nationally televised game. On a Sunday night. It's the only game on television Sunday night. No Sunday night football? No. season hasn't started yet. Okay. So, I, I, and ABC manipulated this game. This is the game they want to put on, not really because of the How many, and Not it, really because of the University of Texas. They, they got a shot at Notre Dame, and that's, yeah. and that's who they want. They could have moved any game to Who's su- doing to the game Sunday for ABC? Uh, I'm not – oh, it's the, it's the A-team. Uh, the A-team. Herb Street and um, – uh, Chris Fowler, I believe. Okay. So how many times – and here's the I other believe. real risk. If if Bouchelle starts, if Bouchelle plays the most, how many times 
do they refer to the failed vasectomy story? <laughs> did you did, did you hear that story in Brazil? Uh, <laughs> no, Brad, Brad Townsend did a story on Shane Bouchelle last week. Yeah, uh, the Sunday paper it was a great story, and. Evan, tell, tell tell Kevin the failed vasectomy oh, story. Oh, Barry, I'm your trained monkey again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like you in that role. That's good. Kev, so the, the great story that, if, and you know, I mean, Brad Townsend, when it comes to writing profiles, Brad is, is as good as they get. And Barry wrote a great profile I want to get to on Jim Grobe this weekend. But Brad, I, I think, has this way of getting people to open up their, their, their hearts to him. That, that is really exceptional in this business. And that's not to take – Barry's an exceptional feature. He's right? okay. Um, but he somehow got Nancy you and just, Steve – You just like him because he lives in Flower Mound. No, 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 no. Oh, I think on. you are both two of the really talented guys. At, at, All right, at let's, let's move on. Stories. There we go. Um, but somehow he got Steve and Nancy to tell the story that Steve had had a vasectomy after four kids. And apparently – it was a failed vasectomy. Apparently, and Hope, Shane, let's hope so. Hopefully, let's hope so. Shane, either that or or Texas has got an immaculate conception. There we go. Him. Well, I, I I have I have a cousin who had, was in the same situation. And he said for nine months he just wanted to see what that child looked like. <laughs> I'm just telling you that right now. Wow. So, um, I, I thought it was it's a great nugget to the story. Now, of course, here's the downside, and I talked to Steve about this. Is you know, it just came out in conversation, and it's nothing that we've ever hidden or anything like that. Um, but now they're concerned that everywhere that they go, there's going to be people, you know, with holding up scissors and snip snips and making vasectomy jokes about about Shane Bichel. But I, I thought it was a it was a great story. And again, they're two really down to earth people, and it's a great it's a great profile, especially when you couldn't even talk to Shane. It's a great profile about about who this is and where he comes from, and and and, and you know Bouchelle, I know Bouchelle. We know what kind how how grounded he is. Um, I think that Shane's going to have certainly the temperament to run that offense and to be the quote-unquote spokesman for, for the players going forward. Here's the, here's the best part for Shane Bouchelle at this point. There's been enough distance now between uh, Vince Young and Colt McCoy that whose footsteps is he, is right. he following? You, you're not having to follow in huge footsteps. No, so so it, there's not a lot of pressure. And I think that's been the problem at A&M is that you know, you've had to follow Johnny for – you've had to follow that Heisman Trophy season, and Johnny couldn't live up to it his second season. No, he was still pretty good. Uh, but I, I will. I, I do think that uh, that takes a little bit of the pressure off of him. And and I think, you know, to me, uh, I, I, he seems to be the kind of kid – I've never been around him, but I know the family, as you said, uh, and I certainly know the father – is that uh, he understands big moments and understands big games and that type of thing. And – I don't think there's a lot of pressure on him myself. I mean, this is not a t- Texas team that's supposed to go ten and two or eleven and one. Yeah, but this is the opener. You're playing Notre Dame, but you're playing them at home. A ne- but a national television. Yeah. you're the only game in town. And by the way, I just like to correct myself. Can I correct myself? Yeah. I'm not even sure I know how to do this, but it's been so long. But it is not going to be uh, Herb Street and. Uh, and Chris Fowler, Joe Tessitore is doing the game. Okay. Okay. Well, that's great. It, 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 let's be factual. <laughs> does, it, does that Why bother start you? Start now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Does that, does that um, bother you? So let's. Uh, 
there are, I, there I, aren't I, expectations on this Texas team, but I do think if he plays well, there's going to be a lot of hope, and that also does lead to some potential pressure there. So, sure, sure. If he, if he comes out there and they win, they beat Notre Dame, which yeah. would be a huge win right. uh, for them. Because I don't. Did you think, see the game last year? Uh, yeah. So you know, if they were able to do that, I do think it's a different Texas team. I think it's they'll be better. I think their defense will be better, and and I think that they'll be offensively. They have more weapons now. They have some. They have some not better parts. Uh, you know, and uh, especially at wide receiver. So I, I think that they have a potential to be better. But like I said, as we when we talked about with Vern, I think if they win eight games, that's good. I don't think this is one of the eight wins. All right, before we get out of here, and, and let's make this quick because we're going to have to have a compressed lunch hour, and that's the most important. Oh, wow, no kidding. Oh, you want to talk to me so it has to be quick? Yes. Um, Barry, let's talk about that rarest of things, a story that you wrote. <laughs> um <laughs> Look at him! Look at the sun. Look, he's patting himself on the back. He's, he's, wow! So you, you, you did a great, you did a great job. Stop it! Stop it! You did a great job on a Jim Grobe story this week um, that ran in the Sunday paper. A, a, a really good profile of of where this guy is and where this guy was going into the Baylor program. I want to know what your takeaway is on on who Jim Grobe is well, at this point. Well, first of all, I was astonished. First of all, I, I, I think I texted Kevin. I really liked him. Uh, he, he, yeah, he's a very likable. He's guy. a very likable guy. But I, I was astonished to know that he was in talks for jobs at Nebraska, he, which he I think he had that job if if they would have taken his his uh, staff before Bo Pelini got it. Uh, I don't know because Bo Pelini's such an attractive. Well, player. but but he, he I think he lost out of Alabama to a guy named Nick Saban. He had the Arkansas job. I think he was on a plane going to Arkansas. Uh, before. And then somehow Bobby Petrino knifed him in the back. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. But but but, that was but before but Petrino. Uh, yeah, but but he didn't go to any of those places, and he stayed at Wake Forest, which is one of the smaller schools that plays Division One football. Um, a, a pretty impossible situation. A pretty impossible situation. They're playing all the big state schools in the ACC. Um, but he, he, here's my question: He didn't recruit any of these players. I don't know how he's going to recruit players. I don't know how their school. He's play. He's he's coaching for an AD who didn't hire him. Mm-hmm. He's coaching for a, a president who didn't hire him. The AD he c- came in. He was from Missouri, but he was at Houston before that. I think the Mac Rhodes. Yeah, I, I think there's 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 thoughts that he might be able to get the Houston coach or make make a pitch for for the Tom Houston Herman. coach Tom, Tom Herman. So he's in, of course he is making over a million dollars, but he could be out of there by. By December, by December, he's yeah. made January at the latest. Yeah. He made yeah January if they get. Uh, what if they win the national championship? Or what if they? they I tell you what, that's the interesting thing for me in all of this. I, I agree with everything you said, and I, I certainly think when they hired Mac Rhodes, that was just like it was just like a big sign saying, you know, Tom Herman, here we are, you know, so right. so come on over. That, but if you're Tom Herman, you're waiting on A and M or Texas. Man. Absolutely, you are, and so that's what. I, but Baylor has to give that a shot, Which right? Is the same, it's the same thing that Baylor runs into. Time after time after time, and that all these small schools run into. If there's a possibility of going to Texas or A&M sitting there, then why don't you wait on that? Well, absolutely, and I think that's what's going to happen. But, but uh, you, but, have to, you have to make that shot at, at Tom Herman. But but my point is, is that if Baylor goes ten and two, can you really fire this guy? And have you seen their schedule? They're their pre-conference schedule is not. Oh, it's always pre-conference schedule always, is always it's, it's, you're, it's, you're it's not Texas. But let me say this: if you're Tom Herman. You you've got to strike while the iron is hot. If Houston, you know Tom Herman is the flavor of the month uh, this season, but maybe by next season or, or if, well, you wait, I, if you I, wait too long, right? 
then then you know he he could be not I don't think not necessarily in the state of Texas because he's got the he's got the Texas pedigree. So I don't think that that's necessarily the case. But you know yeah. he coached at Texas Lutheran, by the way. Uh, and then we got you know and and we got a, deal, a little deal there on there with a, there's a booster down there who just threw twenty million dollars into the pot. You know for Tita. So was that you? No, that was not me. And uh, but but at any rate. Uh, I think that they're gonna they're gonna make a pitch too. But I, I do think when people are in our in our uh, best in Texas poll, um, every, the, the highly the, coveted best of Texas. Uh, that's poll. right. Uh, I would think I was the only one who didn't pick Houston to win it uh, or, or Houston number one this week, which I'm just shocked I that thought, people are picking. I, I thought Houston TCU won that thing. Well, uh, TCU had several picks too. It was between TCU and Houston. I I went with A and M actually. I do think that A and M is going to come through this year and, and play better. Uh, you're, but, you're saying A&M is the best school in the state of Texas? I think right team? now they, they are. Really? Well, I mean, you know, it's it's not like there's a runaway They here. won't have the best record, I promise you that. Well, clearly you were still drunk on Caipirinhas at the time that you wrote this. So um, that's the Brazilian drink, Barry. Oh, we went through this last week. Evan used to be at a, had a Caipirinha fixation and would travel around America looking for Caipirinhas. Okay, listen. Really? We, um, are those those tailless rodents that run around down there? Those are Caymans, I believe. No, no, those are Capybaras. But you were close. <laughs> okay. Um, Cay- no, I, he, ro- he, you said rodents, fake, I meant reptiles. Try- rodents, reptiles, reptiles, rodents. Tomatoes, Listen, tomatoes. most important thing, let's get out of here no. and go to Herrera. No, no, The most important thing is to tell everybody what other podcasts we have going this week, Evan. I'm not letting you leave before oh, okay. you do that. We've got two other podcasts, and thankfully in both of those, Barry speaks very little. Um, one is the Rangers podcast with Richard Justice joining us. Uh, the second is the Cowboys podcast, which is Tony Romo Broken Bone Mania with David Moore joining us. You can subscribe to both of those at Ballsy, B-A-L-L-Z-Y podcast on the iTunes or Android store. I believe it's also available at select Walmarts. I like that. Oh, it's the state of Arkansas. Is Was that a shot of Kevin? <laughs> What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I'm still I'm still reeling over the fact that Gavin Escobar may not be with the Cowboys this season. Uh, you know what you're reeling over? The fact is that somehow, by some miracle, you landed Vern Lundquist. And for that, I give you a big round. I think you had all the guests today. No, I got Justin. But it was, whose idea was it? It was Barry's. Okay, thank okay. you. Very, I, I just want the bosses to know I do something. Barry, you did a great job did on did Jim Grobe, so take a, a couple of months off. Um, <laughs> and uh, you did a great job with the guests today. This is it's been great to have Kevin back. Um, this is uh, hopefully the start of the stretch run Rangers, start a cowboy season, start a college football season. We look forward to having you guys with us all the time. Thanks, Evan. Thanks for being our, our fearless Tommy and, play and, the music and great leader. Evan is such a great leader. He yeah. is such a great leader. He, he, he wants to change the name of this podcast to the Evan Cast. Did Evan you know Cast? that? No, I did not know that. Yes, he does. Bye. Bye. <laughs>